Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another week of are we in quarantine or are we not? Because I feel like everyone's out here running these streets except for me. I know. I'm always like, when do when can we like meet back up again? That's like, what I'm did, asking. I know, because honestly, okay, here's the thing. I don't want to stay in court. I don't think anybody does. But also, I don't want to endanger lives, you know? I want to be but... cautious because it is serious. St- even though, okay, I'm hearing a lot of mixed things, you know what I'm saying? I am too. Because, like, the new, wait, let me do it like everyone around here does it. Oh, the media. They keep media. saying that the cases are going up. But then I hear, like, other things from other people. Because my granddad went to the doctor the other day. And, like, the doctor was like, yeah, we've only had, like, three cases in this county. Only three cases? Mm-hmm. That is not possible. Like, in the past week? Like, in the past. In this county. I don't know. I was like. I don't believe that. Because I thought I heard. You live in. Well, I'm not going to say which one you live in. But I'm pretty sure I've heard, like, every county in the state has more than has had more than 10. I don't know, Queen. I I don't know. Like I'm not really going out and about or whatever apart from like very essential errands, you know. I pop in and out of the grocery store about like once a week and mm-hmm. that's a quick trip. I try to go as fast as possible, but I've been going and please don't come for me. I'm not doing it out of like I don't give a crap because I have an autoimmune disease. I do care. I've been going in there with no mask on because nobody else is wearing them. And I'm kind of like, I don't want people to look at me. Yeah. Well, places, it just depends on where, like, I went to a grocery store the other day. And I feel like this is strange. So I went to Publix and everybody was wearing masks. And then I go to Kroger and, like, nobody's wearing masks. I don't know what that says about the two, like, grocery stores. I think it's because Publix is a little bit bougier. Because, like, normally... I go to either, like, Kroger or Aldi. Aldi is, like, I would say, like, 50-50. But it's such a small store that there's usually not that many yeah. people in there. But, like, Publix, everybody had a mask on. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to move quickly and get in and get out. Yeah. I mean, at least when... I don't know if you've seen this, too. But at least when you go to a grocery store, it's not as hectic as it once was. Where people are, like, restocking everything. Because mm-hmm. I remember I went to Kroger... This was in Kentucky. Um, like, when it all kind of started, I had to go to the store. There were, like, the bread aisle was completely empty. I couldn't even find bagels. Bagels, out of all things. And then, like, to- like Publix is having, like, a toilet paper and paper towel problem. I don't know what's going on with them. And then, like, they're still doing that thing where you can only buy, like, two cans. Or you're very limited on mm-hmm. what you buy. But I feel like it's not as enforced, like, anymore. I just feel like it was so crazy in the beginning of everything. And now it's not, like, I go to a grocery store and there's barely anybody there. I think that's true for most of them. I feel like Kroger, I don't know if this is just my town, though. Like, Kroger is always packed. Like, Kroger is our version Mm. of Trader Joe's. Like, you know how everyone always talks about the Trader Joe's parking lot is insane. Like, that is our Kroger. Mm-hmm. So I drive past, because you have to pass Kroger to get to Publix, I was like, well, I'll go to Kroger, and then I saw the parking lot, and I said, no, I'll spend the extra money and go to Publix. I feel the same way, because they're, um, in one city, there's a Kroger and a Publix, like, right across from each other, 
and Kroger's like super packed. And I, I guess it's because Publix is, like you said, bougier and a little bit more expensive. But sometimes Publix has things I need that Kroger doesn't have. Um, Kroger, I just hate Kroger. I'm so sorry. Ever since they renovated every Kroger down here, like I've hated it even more. I like the old Kroger. Uh, I appreciate Kroger because they have that, like, hippie-to-be-vegetarian, like, I eat granola every meal of the day aisle, and that's Mm. where I reside, and I can't get that at every store. Yeah, that's true. Anywho, um, what is your seamless second this week? Um, you know, I just need to preface this. It's been a few weeks since we've recorded. It's been, like, what, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. And you would think in that period of time I would have had <laughs> time to, like, adequately prepare. But I'm going to give a podcast recommendation because it's been a while since I've done one of those. Um, earlier this week, maybe, like, five, six days ago, I started listening to Girl Under You. Uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts. I think it might be on Spotify, question mark, not sure. And you can watch the video form on YouTube. But it is Maddie Drawsbeck's podcast. And her name is spelled D-R-A-G-B-A-E-A-C-K-S, something like that. I'm so sorry, Maddie. You're not hearing this. It's fine. Um, I've been following her for like five or six years because she makes like YouTube videos and stuff. And I was like, oh, another YouTuber with a podcast. Ah. But I love it. It's so good. Um, there's four episodes out right now, and she does them weekly, I think, and her first one is a solo one, haven't listened to it yet, but the other three are with guests, and they're just so good. Like, if you are a woman dealing with women's issues and the modern society of the world, you'll probably appreciate it, but I think my favorite one is maybe, like, episode two or four, or no, 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 actually scratch that, three and four. The one with her friend Anne, so funny. Like, I was cracking up. They were talking about, you know, like, first times with different things. Like, as a, as a lady, as a woman, they were like, yeah. Like, do you remember when you started shaving? And I was like, ah. And it brought me back to, like, sixth grade when that was yeah. a thing. Um, and to the girl in music class who was like, ew, your legs are hairy. I still think about that to this day. I hope you know. Um, and then it's just great. She has one with her sister about body image. And while I don't agree with like absolutely every point she makes because some of them kind of like, and maybe that's just me getting my feelings hurt. Like one, she said, I never date anyone with who doesn't have social media because there's something wrong with them. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I fall into that. <laughs> that makes no sense, but okay. Cause like, she's like, they're hiding something or they're weird or they think they're like better than other people for not having social media, which I did kind of go through that phase, like, a little bit, like, way back in high school, I was like, yeah, I don't have social media, but, like, now, I can honestly and truly say I don't have it, because in my mind, one, I just don't have the energy, and two, like, I don't think anyone cares what I have to say, so I just, like, voice it Mm -hmm. in an audio message to a friend and get it out of my system that way. But I would recommend the podcast. It's really good. It's really funny. It's fun. It's very conversational. Makes you think back to like certain points in your life. Love it. What's yours? Um. So I've annoyed every person I've ever talked to about this. And I talked about it with you yesterday. Uh, starting with the classic. I know you don't care. But um, 
that's how our uh, friendship works. We always talk about things we assume the other person doesn't talk about, uh, doesn't care about, but like we need to talk about it. We try to be supportive of each other's yes. interests. We try. Um, so I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I've been waiting for this game, The Last of Us Part Two, sequel to The Last of Us, that came out in 2013. It's been seven years, seven years in the making. It came out yesterday. I've been playing it. Um, I'm looking at it right now because it's paused. I played five hours and 30 minutes already of it. Um, but so far, super good. I have some criticism of it so far, um, but I don't want to spoil anything because it is a big spoiler. Um, and I know everybody's waiting for this and I don't want to be that person who, just the off chance that a really big Last of Us fan is listening and hearing me spoil it. I'm, I would be so sorry about that. So I'm not going to do it. That's on being considerate. Yeah, I was, okay, so I was on Twitter, and I saw um, the company who made it, Naughty Dog, they, like, tweeted out something about it, and I was like, oh, that's cool, and I just, like, looked through the mentions. The first mention was a spoiler, but I thought it was fake, because I thought it was just, like, a troll just being a troll. Um, It is not, (laughs) it was not fake, as it turns out, and it, um, you know, I don't know if that part made me mad or just the fact that they made that creative choice uh, made me mad. But I really recommend it. And I was telling you about this, even if you're not into video games, this is, um, I don't know. I was looking more forward to like the story because these characters, I feel like I really care about, um, even though it came out seven years ago. And I just wanted to know like, where are these characters? What, what, What's I'm on the happening? phone. Okay. Um, yeah, what, uh, what's happening with them? And sorry, I got distracted. Um, I loved that. It made it feel (laughs) raw and real. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, even though the gameplay is good so far, I was telling you, like, I think you would like the story, but you know, you have to get through all the gameplay and stuff, but you know, if you find it on YouTube, cause everybody uploads these types of things. I would totally recommend it. I might look into that and Life is Strange. We all know I appreciate mm. good storytelling. I'm not a big gamer. Big gamer. I just, I just, I've never been a big gamer. Now, if you, if you've yeah. got Hello Kitty Cutie World out there <laughs> from 2002, <laughs> I'll tear it up on that hot air balloon game. But other than that. Hmm. Um, yeah, Life is Strange. I think you should totally, I don't. I played that a long time ago, and I'd say it's it's a good story. I would go and watch it on YouTube. Anywho, um, what's your quarantine update for the week? Okay, um, well, I have a few things to touch on. We're not going to talk about June 17th because that day is cursed in history for me forever. And that's on people acting up when they shouldn't be. Um, let's see. I finally sent out my reference request emails to some of my fave professors out there. If you Ooh. got one, you know who you are. Also, if you got one, please know that I genuinely appreciate you. I didn't reach out just because I needed something from you. I care about people and I'm very <laughs> grateful. I just get, I get so nervous when it comes to like asking people for help. Like I hate doing it. So I put it off. Um, but I did it. Everyone responded. Everyone said, yes, we'd be more than delighted. And that made me happy. So thank you. 
Um, I made my HS1 mood boards that I shared with you, finally. Very happy. I don't know why I thought that was like a chore in my brain to do. Mm. But they're done. They're out there. Um, what else happened this week? I started watching season four of F is for Family. Not my favorite. Um, started watching Big Mouth. There were times when I laughed. There were times when I didn't. Uh, rewatched a little bit of Supernatural. Can't get into it again. Uh, ooh, ooh, big, big fat juicy. Speaking of going back to 2013, do you know, do you know who revisited Arctic Monkeys AM this week? Me. Uh, and that's on period. <laughs> when I said, I feel like I really, you know, I liked the album when it came out way back when, but I feel like I didn't fully appreciate all the tracks. Mm. But let me just say right now for the people at home, I Want to Be Yours will always be that jam. Arabella, Arabella, whatever. That's the tune. I, I blast that pulling through the subdivision so everyone knows that I'm the main character in this joint. So all these little <coughs> high school kids, they can sit down and shut up because they don't know the tunes. Mm. Interesting. I'm always worried I'll be, you know... One of my quarantine updates for the week. This has something to do with what you just said. I was at the dermatologist and he thought I was um, this man who I've gone to for, you know, years of my life. He thought I was 18 years old and still in high school. And I said, sir, I'm 21, about to be a senior in college. And I I don't know. They always say that as if like, oh, like, he's like, oh, that means when you're like 28, you'll look like. 24 or something like when you're 50 you'll look so young like you know what it just makes me feel like I look like a high schooler and I really just don't want that on me but sure I'll take it as a compliment I don't think I understand ages and looks like I understand like in shows when someone's supposed to play someone who's 14 and they look like they're 28 like that but Mm. when it comes to stuff like real life people someone can tell me they're any age and I'll be like yeah okay Yeah, and then speaking of ages, I saw this post on TikTok, and it was, like, the Secret Life of American Teenager cast, like, real ages versus what they were supposed to be, and I didn't realize how old some of these people were and how, like, you know how now they usually have, like, people in their early 20s, like, playing kind of, like, young, probably, like, 17-year-olds? Well, they were having people in their early 20s and, like, mid-20s playing, like, 14 and 15-year-olds. And they definitely looked older than 14, 15. Like, the guy who played um, Ricky, he was, like, what? I mean, it was showing, like, what they actually were, like, when they were 15. And he looked like a baby. And I'm, like, I could not imagine this guy impregnating this girl, like, when they're, like, they're babies. I just... I think television and movies really gives us a false perception of what people are supposed to look like. <laughs> because, like, yeah. Vampire Diaries, they had um, Paul Wesley play a 17-year-old. And in real life, he was, like, in his 30s. And I was like, wow, that's what all the guys are going to look like in high school. <laughs> Let me just say no. No. Oh. Um, other updates... I am on season five of Lost. I can definitely see how, like, 
people would always say like Lost kind of like lost its magic <laughs> um, towards like the last two seasons because like season five, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I will say I got to this episode in like season four and oh my goodness, I was like about to tear up. My favorite couple on the show, they found each other after like three years and it was so cute. Love, Desmond love. and Penny, you have my heart. Um, I oddly started Private Practice again, <laughs> the spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. I still haven't watched it's, it. It's not as good as Grey's Anatomy, and I think it's because they don't have, like, the big surgical, like, parts of it. They definitely have, like, the cheesy love triangles and all that. But, you know, it's just not as fun as Grey's. I don't think anything will ever compare to Grey's Anatomy. It won't. It can't be as ridiculous. That being said, all know, the people on TikTok that are like, people who say Grey's Anatomy is their favorite show are trash. It's not my favorite show. I just want to, like, clarify. Yeah. I just... really, I, It's so cheesy, and I just love it. It's a good show to rewatch, like, if you're doing other things and you just want something on in the background. Mm-hmm. It's a safe, comforting show. It is. Um, anywho, I think I say that every time I transition. Let's let's make stickers that say anywho on it. I want to make sticker there I think there's a note somewhere, like on my computer or something, of like C and D sticker ideas and I bought sticker paper and I was like maybe I'll just like try. Uh but I've yet to do it. I've had all this time mm-hmm. and I've yet to do it, so maybe someday. So, we have anticipated this for a while now, and it kind of sprung up on us last minute, because we didn't think it was coming out until fall this year, but 13 Reasons Why came out a couple weeks ago. We had to wait, um, because of certain circumstances, to watch the show, but we finally got to it, the season four finale of 13 Reasons Why. Um, our characters are back together again for their senior year of high school. They're looking forward to college, to graduation, but everything is not what it seems because it's 13 reasons why. At um, Is it Liberty High? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Um, because somebody is vandalizing the school. Somebody knows someone framed Monty. Now, just a recap. We're going to act as your Netflix recap for a second. Wait, let me um, start. Hold on. Okay. Previously on 13 Reasons. Monty was framed. Bryce Walker's killed. What else is there to say? We thought it was Monty who killed Bryce, but we actually didn't because we saw Alex push him in the water. Jessica was standing by. Oh my god, we thought it was Zach for two minutes because he beat the heck out of Bryce, but it wasn't. He just left him there to die. We all thought it was somebody at, like, every, we all thought it was everybody at one point. Because everybody had a reason. People to can say whatever kill. they want about season three, but it was captivating. It was. Um, season four, on the other hand. Mm. Um, <laughs> we were we were so looking forward to it. And, you know, we're the outcasts. We love 13 Reasons Why. It's a guilty pleasure show. But, oh my goodness, we cannot deny how bad this show is. Like, okay, I am aware of the controversy, especially with, like, the first season. Like, I get it. Um, 
But it is a guilty pleasure. Like, one time someone asked me about 13 Reasons, just, like, in conversation randomly. They're like, yeah, I've never seen that show. And I went on a full-on tirade. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this, this, this. And they were like, okay. I feel like when people say, or, like, when you say, I watch 13 Reasons Why, like, where you say, like, I'm going to watch the new season, people assume you're, like, automatically a bad person. Exactly. Or you, like, condone the things that's going on in the show. I'm like, oh, no. It's just... It's just a TV show. I think you people need to remember that. It is a TV show. And, like, just because I'm watching the content doesn't mean I agree with what's going on. Because I think they try to deal with social issues. And sometimes they deal with it very um, well and sometimes very badly. Exactly. And I think they try to, like, squish a lot of them in at the same time. To where it's like, oh my goodness, where am I supposed to look? Like, I don't know what they're trying to say here. I think they squished in a lot more social issues last season. This season, we had a few here and there. Um, and some very relevant. Mm-hmm. Especially to, like, this current moment in time. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I think this season was poorly marketed. Written. Like, po- that too. Oh. oh. That too. Because <laughs> I felt like the trailer did not reflect what the season was about. I, okay... So, we, I talked about this with you. We all know there's, like, kind of a tagline to each season. Like, what's the theme of the season? Season one, what are the reasons that Hannah Baker, Hannah Baker to herself? Mm-hmm. Um, season two, will Bryce get off for what he did? Season three, who killed Bryce Walker? Probably the most anticipated one because it's, like, who murdered him? I mean, we know what Hannah did to herself. But, like... Who killed Bryce Walker? Season four, um, I don't really know, to be honest, (laughs) what the whole thing was. Because they tried to make it seem like, um, like, will they, I guess the whole thing is like, will the kids get off for framing Monty? Will people truly find out? But it wasn't as captivating because I, I feel like it would work better and, like, hear me out. So, if we're going with the whole, like, will all the kids, like, get off for what they did, we should be from, like, the football team and Winston's perspective, but we're not. I feel like it worked with Bryce because we're from the Ennis, we're, we're from the victim's perspective, but we're not. I don't know if that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Like, last season with Bryce, even though, okay. I don't fully agree with, like, the writer's decisions to be like, yeah, Bryce did all these horrible things, but, like, let's show how good he is as a person. But I get it because, like, every person has multiple sides, and I am of the belief that most people are not, like, 100% good or 100% bad. Like, everyone has, like, their problems, and that's not me excusing him for his behavior at all. Um, But Monty, first of all, they didn't really give us any reason to believe that Monty was redeemable. So, like, I didn't really care that he got shivved in prison. I didn't care at all. I think the Okay, so I agree with you 100%. Although, I do think they tried to redeem him. And it was done very poorly by saying he's struggling with his sexuality. So, that's why he did what he did to Tyler. And that's why he's such a bad person. And I'm like, that is complete BS. I'm so... I'm, like, sorry. It is... It was horrible because it makes it seem like people who struggle with their sexuality just, like, do really bad things because they're struggling with it. And I'm not saying that's not, like, 
100% truthful because there are people out there who do that. But like I think you can the, lash out when you don't understand a certain like part of yourself. And then, like, his dad was abusive and stuff. But I just felt like that was kind of cheap. Like, you know what I mean? They're like... Yeah. He's a bully because he has problems at home. And I think that... um, I'm just... It's just one scene. But, like, there was a scene with Monty and, like... Well, not... I mean, it's with Winston and they're at prom. And he's, like, seeing Monty there. And it's, like, they're dancing. And it's supposed to be, like... We're supposed to really care about Monty here. We're supposed to care that he's dead. But I don't. I don't care. I don't want him alive. And I think the whole theme, and you said the whole theme was love, and I see that, but I also think the whole theme is supposed to be regret and choosing from wrong from right. Because it was asked a lot, like, did Bryce and Monty deserve to die? And a lot of the answers from the kids were like, no, they did horrible things, but I don't think they deserve to die. And I think that guilt resides with them for a lot of it. I think because they're closing that chapter of high school, like things like regrets and like should have, could have, would have naturally come up. Like, oh man, I wish this would have turned out this way. But I think in the end, everyone was able to accept like, you know what? what happened yeah I think the whole thing is that I mean I think it does reflect very well that when you graduate everything's kind of done because you know I always heard the thing of like whenever I was upset in something in high school my parents would always say like you know what in five years you're not you're not gonna remember any of this you're not gonna care about any of this and so I think once they graduated they kind of said like it is what it is what happened happened that's all in the past we just gotta look forward to the future which I think was done well but everything else um trash (laughs) i'm really curious about like the whole dance between monty and winston like what did that look like from like everyone else's perspective like was he just like swaying by himself so i had uh, a lot of questions about this um do we all remember that vine back in the day where it's like a woman like talking to herself on the subway and everybody's like clay talking to himself in season two i feel like everybody was dealing with that in this season which confused me so Jessica and Winston mostly had this, Jessica, Winston, and Clay were all talking to ghosts. Now, with Clay, it makes sense. This has been shown in season two. He does this. He, like, he's um, mentally ill love. Even season one, I think, with Jeff. I get, I don't remember that far back, to be honest. But I'm going to take your word for it because it all adds up. He doesn't know how to deal with death and like his guilt so he like talks to the people the dead people he talks to monty and bryce this entire season so like we understand why clay's doing it but why i mean i can see why jessica and winston are doing it too but are we just gonna assume that like they're they have the same problem as clay but like never resolved i think jessica Like, she does have her issues, you know? She was raped, and she has, like, PTSD with that and everything. I just find it so, like, unrealistic, though, that she's also talking to Ghost Bryce. I don't think there's ghosts, though. It's, like, it's literally, Clay put it perfectly. He was, like, I'm just imagining what I would say to this person. No, like, yeah, when I say Ghost Bryce, I just mean, like, 
dead Bryce. <laughs> like, the version that... Because Bryce and Monty, especially in the school shooter episode, that was Clay, like... I don't know. That was, like, Clay, like, hating himself or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's... Clay's mentally ill. I think Jessica still has, like, her PTSD. And also Jessica and Alex, they're both sitting on, like, a big, big, big secret. Because, like, at this point, a lot of people don't know that it was Jessica and Alex who were with Bryce when he died. Yeah. Um, So I think for her, she didn't fully get, like, that closure. And she still, like, has, you know, the memory of his, like, apology tape and, like, that attached to it Winston I feel like it's just stupid like him I just I hated him I, I thought he was so annoying I hate the way he talks too and he's just like always supposed to like act calm and stuff and he's trying to get stuff out of people and I just hated like I hate this so much he found out what like he, Winston or not Winston what Monty did to Tyler but he's still over here like, I love Monty. Monty was a good person to me, though. Oh, and like, dang, that's like so selfish. Because th- that basically is what he's saying. He's like, but Monty loved me. Here's my problem with the love. In the- okay, so rom- romantic love, you know. I know everyone in this show is young. And like when you're in high school and stuff, for a lot of people, that's when they experience their first love. I do not fall into that category. I have, as as Harry Styles said, I'm still the only one who's been in love with me, and that's on period. Um, no one understands anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people, even, like, fully grown adults, like, I don't think a lot of them understand what, like, like being in love with someone is like. Like, I have definitely liked people and appreciated them, but love, that's a strong word. Um... With Winston, he keeps talking about, I love Monty. And I'm like, y'all hooked up, like, twice. Like, that is yeah. not love. And then he said the same thing and about the, Alex. Oh, yeah, look, and oh, this, and whenever, like, they did hook up, I'm talking about Monty and Winston, it was always, like, kind of, like, violent about, I don't know, like, how Winston, with his sane mind, would think that Winston, that Monty was... A good person like I don't like I think Winston's just like maybe no stupid. one's ever paid attention to him before or something I don't know because like Monty the first time they hook up at that party I'm like Monty almost choked you out because he was not here for it like he was mm-hmm. into you but also he was scared of his own sexuality and they had one little hookup that was you know sweet and sweet and nice or whatever but I'm like he also beat the heck out of you because you almost exposed his sexuality to everyone else and then like with Alex who is Winston's rebound after Monty he's like I love Alex he's such a good person I'm like y'all made out like twice you don't love him I think Winston is just such a selfish selfish person I think the only reason he wants to find out why like who framed Monty is for himself because I think I don't know, because, like, when he knows everything that Monty did, how could a person know all that and still, like, be in love with a person? I don't even think he really knew Monty. Like, they were, they only were together, and I use the word together so loosely, 
for like five minutes and it's the same thing with Alex like I don't get how you can profess these like big like I love this person and we've been together for like two seconds and then again like on the love train Diego who is one of the football players at the school who's like trying to get justice for Monty which I'm like if Monty was like your BFF I'm like where have you been in these other seasons because baby I don't remember you like I don't remember you at all yeah um, I, I feel like Bryce was Monty's ride or die. Not you, sweetheart. And Diego, go Diego, go as I'm calling him these days. He is just all up, all up in Jessica's business 24-7-365. Because my favorite toxic couple, Jessica and Justin, they have to put things on pause because Justin is working on his sobriety. And good for him, responsible decision to say, look, I still care about you and I love you, but we cannot be together right now because I have to worry about me. And Jessica, you know... She acted like a brat for, like, the whole first half of the season. She was like, Justin, because you don't want to be with me, I'm going to slide over to Diego. And I'm like, girl, do you? Because you're, like, president of the student body and HO hands off. But, like, you need to keep your hands off Diego because, ugh, disgusting. And he is like, I know that I love Jessica. I'm like, boy, y'all had sex, like, twice. And you know that you love her. Okay. Yeah. Um... This whole season, I swear, people were all over the place, and I, I I could not keep up with them. Along with the other, like, love train thing, we'll get to Clay and Ani in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alex and Charlie, we do not know where Charlie came from. I know <laughs> we cannot I've figure seen it out. him before this season. I know I've seen his face. He's, he's a year younger than everybody else, too, by the way. He's obviously been there, because he was there at Justin's sobriety party, and that that whole group was like... They know what happened to Bryce. So, like, he's in on it. But we don't know how he's in on it. We know he was in the last season, but we don't know when. We don't know how. We I don't, don't know. know the context of him being no. there. And then he and Alex kind of, like, fall for each other, which I, like, bought because their relationship grew. Mm-hmm. But they made such a big deal of it at the end where they become prom kings. And we understand it because i was like alex is barely here this season to be honest unfortunately and then charlie and then charlie comes in and like wait so we're supposed to really care about these two because i'd rather focus on like justin and jessica but instead we're focusing on alex and charlie they really only gave clay room in this season everybody else they were like forget him because okay here's the deal charlie i just looked him up so apparently in season three he was a sophomore and, you know, he was on the football team with, like, Luke and Monty, and he looked up to them because they're older, you know. And then, th- I'm getting all of this from, like, a wiki page. Like, I just, just let everyone know. I'm not, like, trying to say these are my own words. Um, He, let's see, he learned what Monty did to Tyler from Bryce, and then his attitude changed. At the end of season three, he helped Clay and Ani and the others frame Monty as Bryce's murderer by putting a tape Bryce made for Jessica at Monty's locker in order to protect Alex, the true killer. So he's been protecting Alex all along. I mean, I guess, but I still don't remember him. I don't either. That's not jogging my memory or anything. I remember seeing his face in season three at some point, but I do not remember him doing any of that stuff. No. Okay, whatever. So Clay and Ani now. So I forgot they were a couple. (laughs) Uh, We all remember Ani. We loved her last season. She was um, nowhere of everything, as I like to call her. She, um, you know, she's trying to help everybody love. She's just trying to help. Um, and here's the thing. I think this is 13 reasons why writers noticing Ani was not received well, but they cannot just cut her out. 
Because they worked so hard to put her in it last season. Like, she was a main character. She was the narrator for the whole thing. And then everyone hated her because she just came out of nowhere and acted like she knew what was going on. And, like, people owed her information even though she was totally new to the scene. And they worked so hard to get her and Clay together by the end of last season. They couldn't just write her out. Yeah. I remember in season three, it was like a student council meeting or something. I remember being so mad at her because she was like over, she was overhearing like Jessica and somebody else talking and she was like trying to get in their business. And I just remember hating her because of that. She tried to get in everybody's business for no reason because she has savior complex. Her and Clay have the savior complex that they need to save everybody. And I'm not really sure where that came from. I know with Clay, it came from Hannah, but Ani, no idea. I think it might have something to do with her mother, because her mom is so, like, rigid, and is like, Ani, Amarawat, you need to do this, 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 and this, and she's used to being told what to do, and I feel like she has kind of inherited that, like, motherly, like, let me nurture everyone and take care of everyone around me, because her mom was literally a caretaker for Bryce's grandfather i think mm-hmm. um so yeah. i think she kind of inherited that like you know when you watch your parents do things you kind of take on their traits and clay fully agree it's a hannah thing they both feel like they have to save everybody and i'm like both y'all honestly need to be worrying about yourselves i think ani is just she's so annoying i'm so sorry but her and jessica are like bffs now they're just so friendly with each other and i completely forgot about this but her mom is like moving to Oakland for something and when they mentioned it in the beginning of the season I was like what like who and then nobody knows about it apparently and Jessica's like you should live with me and I'm like why is she living with you and then she ends up living with Jessica but then she goes away for a few episodes because her mom hurt her leg or like she had a fall so Ani just disappeared for like three episodes mm-hmm. and, it's like- and then she comes were Jessica's parents gone or something? Like Her they... mom and her siblings, or just her brother, I don't know how many siblings she had, they went to Seattle for something. I guarantee you the writers were just like, we don't know how to deal with these characters, so we need to put them out. Um, And then, okay, so when Ani comes back, she starts this whole savior complex again. She's like, what happened in the last three episodes? I gotta fix it all. She's like, Clay, I, like, hacked into your computer. I saw what you wrote on your college essay about covering murder. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to ro- write about robots and stuff. So you're going to get into Brown because of me. Thanks. And she really wanted a pat on the back for that. And Clay, who was already going through his own mental breakdown and literally talking to himself, like, he, that was probably, like, the peak of his, like, I'm losing my mind. And she, Well, he snuck out of the mental, mental institution. Exactly. Like, he had been strapped down and everything, and then she's just kind of like, hey, I've got your future in my hands, and I'm steering the car. She she basically was um, 2.0 of, let me drive. Uh, and then that queen is like, I filled out your application, which first of all, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Second of all, that's like academic dishonesty. Not that that's like anyone's concern in this universe. Um, and third of all, you didn't even tell him about it beforehand. I know, because Clay could be the one. Clay would get in trouble for that, and he had no idea. He would have to, to pay the fall. Yeah. And she told and him the day before his college interview. I'm like, you couldn't have told him, like, earlier to, like, let him prepare himself? I don't know. It was beyond crazy. 
um, crazier than the fact that they are trying to make us think that Clay can get into Brown. So I don't sorry, know how Clay. any of these kids are getting into these schools. It's a trope in these type of, types of shows that we're supposed to believe all these kids are going to Ivy League schools, which you said to me that they're the most recognizable schools, so it's understandable, but also, like, not because these characters do not reflect... They don't have any, like, any type of intelligence to get into these universities because if they did, they wouldn't be, you know, getting themselves into a murder. They wouldn't murder people. Alex. <laughs> I would give them credit for, like, all having something interesting to write about in these essay questions. Because um, Clay's essay question, his, like, one thing that you learned or whatever, like, mistake or whatever, I swear I had that same essay question my senior year for a school I was applying to, and I didn't get into that school. Uh, uh, but they get into these schools because everyone will be like, oh yeah, Yale, I've heard of that. Oh yeah, Brown, I know that school. Whereas like if you said I got into, um, I don't know, like I got into Middle Tennessee State, which is where I went, people would be like, what? And then with Justin, while I understand that Justin had like a really tough situation, they made it, it's, okay, Stay with me for a minute. This ma- it made me feel like um, he was auditioning for America's Got Talent, and he just came up, and he said, "Okay, I'm gonna sing a song like everybody else, you know, no originality, but I came from a really hard, you know, childhood, so you're gonna give me the golden buzzer because of that." Sob story. Yeah, it was a sob story, and I mean, it truly was, but even he was like you know, I don't know if this is enough to get me into school, but apparently it is. Because I would honestly say, I feel like Justin's GPA is like a 1.8. Well, I mean, think about it. He was gone out of school for like a large chunk of time, um, Mm -hmm. living on the streets. And then even after, like, it's not like Justin was known for being the brainiac of the group. This is so high school musical Juilliard all over again. It's like Zach out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, I'm interested in music. This season? I said, okay, Archie Andrews, like, chill out. I don't know. Because he was, he was like, I could, I got into college for vocals and guitar. guitar. I was like, I was like, where, couldn't they just say piano? He was playing the piano very well a few episodes ago. Why guitar out all of a sudden? I mean, I know there was one scene where he was holding a guitar, but also they didn't introduce these interests beforehand like ever and they like okay I'm losing every ability to speak as I get heated about the show um okay so there's this scene where I think it's Justin is talking to Zach and he's like you're the smart one with the straight A's Zach and I'm like what since when I mean I guess his mom had like high expectations of him so he had to, and they just fell short his senior year because, you know, he got that drinking problem, uh, which they never really talked about, honestly. They just kind of said, yeah, Zach, he's got a drinking problem. Yeah. They didn't okay, do back to anything with a bunch of these characters. They didn't do anything with them. Like, Zach's yeah. whole issue the whole season is, like, I'm an alcoholic I'm into drugs. I brought a hooker to prom. Let's do coke in the bathroom. Let Clay drive my car and crash it. Like, that's his whole thing. 
but I'm going to be a high school football coach next year. I'm totally qualified. And I'm almost not going to graduate. And yeah. I helped Alex figure out his sexuality. And we're BFFs. That's it. Yay, Zach. Zachary Shanghai Dempsey, I had so much more hope for you. So let's talk about this car crash that um, we never even saw. Okay, this drove me nuts the entire series. I thought this was going to be like a big event in the 13 Reasons Why Season 4. You know, I thought this was going to be um, the the event that drove Clay truly crazy. Mm. Yeah, no, it was just, you know, he crashed his car. Okay, we're going to wake up the next day. Zach's, he, he's got a few bumps and bruises. Clay's completely fine. Zach's mad, but that's just about it. This we whole didn't... season, they didn't explain anything. I, I was like, what's the point of the car crash if we're not even going to see it? This is not what Grey's Anatomy would do. Mm-mm. Like, the car crash is after this big house party. That it, I don't even know whose house it's at. I don't remember. And Apparently, like, Clay... I organized it, and I don't remember how. I don't either. And, like, Clay is out here trying to get laid by this random girl. And let me talk about this sex scene for a second. I I have to. Normally, I wouldn't, but I have to. I don't know why I thought this man, like, wasn't a virgin anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with virginity. You do you. But he hooks up with this girl who was um, one of the main officers involved in Bryce Walker's case. It turns out to be his daughter. Uh... By whispering something in her ear, and she's like, let me drive. Let me drive. And she, you know, she hops up on the steering wheel. She moves, like, maybe twice. And it's over for him. He's like, are you finished? And she was like, absolutely not. She's like, oh, honey, this was for you. Let's just forget it. She said, this is a charity case. And then the bet was that if... Clay could get laid, Zach would let him drive the Audi, which is Zach's, like, super expensive, nice car. It reminded me of the society where whenever they tried to make a deal, it was, I'll let you drive the Mustang. I'll let you drive the Rolls Royce. It's like, wow, it's not a deal breaker for me, but I guess for men like them. I feel like that's such a dumb, like, thing to want. I don't even like to drive. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's personal interest i don't know and then they just crash because they're obviously drunk and wasn't clay like seeing things so his whole mental issue this season is anxiety depression and dissociation so like he would dissociate a lot and just basically kind of kind of like tune out and go into autopilot and he just starts speeding and the car just keeps getting faster and faster and zach is like whoa hit the brake slow down he doesn't, and the car flips, and that's the end of episode five. And I'm thinking episode six is going to pick up right there, mm-hmm. right on the scene. But no. We just, we're, in, we're at school. And it's like a few weeks later or something like that. We get a couple snippets of, like, Zach being on the ground. But this season, we don't really know what's real and what's not real because Clay is an unreliable narrator because of his mental issues that he's dealing with. But my whole thing is, did they do it like that on purpose? Like, there would be these big events that would happen. Like, I'm thinking of after the shooter drill. Like, when Clay starts walking around, like, waving the gun around, and he gets, like, tackled to the ground by the officers. We don't see that either. And I'm like, are we just seeing through Clay's eyes? Is that why we don't have all the pieces fitting together? 
I guess, but also I didn't like it because we missed out on big moments that could have been good, like, television, Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't. I have something to say about the Shooter episode. Okay, so we have an episode where they think they're, like, having a drill or whatever, but it turns out it's not because even the teachers have no idea what's going on. And they hear gunshots. We see all the characters in their different areas. Clay, he's talking to, you know, dead Monty, dead Bryce. Winston and Zach are together. Alex, Charlie, and Tony. Um, Yeah, and then... The football team. The football team and Justin. And then Tony, like, previously he had seen, like, these pictures of guns. And more specifically, assault rifles in Tyler's backpack. And we have to remember from the end of season two, he was going to shoot the school dance. He would, you know, he was fed up. So, you know, Tyler has a history. So Tony was going to report it. Alex is like, no, because if we, um, like, report on Tyler, he's probably going to report on us. We'll get screwed. And then Tony's over here like, yo, is it better to save just us or to save everybody? So, Tony is a superhero thing. He goes to the principal or the de- the dean? I think it's the dean. It was uh, Dean... I think his name is Foundry. He's like the... What would you call him? Like, head of SRO, kind of? I guess. It's whichever one didn't know about the drill. It's the dean. So, that would be the... Okay. Because Bolin is the one who Clay goes to. Yeah. So, he goes and um, reports it. But we find out it wasn't Tyler because he's hiding in the bathroom with Monty's sister. Estella. Yeah. But Clay, he's going crazy. He's like, I'm going to save everyone. I'm not going to let anybody else die because that's what Bryce and Monty are telling him. And then he goes and he sees himself as the shooter. And he's like, whoa. Whoa, man. I think I'm really crazy. I'm going crazy. And then the principal's like, Clay... You really are crazy. And then we find out it wasn't a shooter. It left people traumatized. I mean, people were crying. Jessica almost killed Justin with a stapler. It was just a drill. It was one of those drills. And I've seen this before. Like, some schools have done this Mm -hmm. where they, like, simulate an actual shooting. Yeah, it's not like a regular lockdown, lock the doors, get under the tables. Like, you have people, you know, banging on doors. I think they did that at community college, but it was not to this extent at all. Yeah, they, like, shot blanks. Teachers didn't even know about it. And Clay loses his mind because, obviously, he's traumatized. He's yelling about, you know, we're just kids. You're preparing us to die. Um, It's really his breaking point. Jessica's fed up because she's the student president, which, by the way, her roles as president, I don't get. She has, like, authority over everybody. She gets to decide who gets suspended. Mm -hmm. That's not how SGA is at all. You just, like, take care of prom and stuff, but okay. Even at my school, like, we had a separate prom committee. Oh, we didn't do that. <laughs> like, we didn't, like, those were two different things. Like, I know SGA, at least from what I remember, I think, like, they kind of had control over, like, pep rallies and, like, things that would happen mm-hmm. at that. And then, you know, like, you would get to give, like, a random speech here and there. 
And I think you had to decide on, like, class shirts and, like, some events or whatever. But that's it. Like, you did not have, like, contr- like, I didn't last season she had control over, like, athletic funding. Like, girl. I have no idea. Um, but it kind of leads into this whole, like, um, strike. Riot. These armed police officers show up to all these high schoolers just standing in the parking lot. It's beyond ridiculous. I thought this episode was so cheesy. So they all have this plan where they're going to take everything from their backpacks and throw it at the police officers to rebel against them, which I would have never done because that's my personal belongings. Um, and the cheesiest line that I hated in this whole, the, the entire series, um, Ani says to Jessica, I'm out of ammo. Hey, hey, of- ho, ho, oh. SRO, 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 um, one, one, two of the cringiest lines. She says, I'm out of ammo. Honey, it's paper. It's not ammo. It's, it's paper. They were really being reckless with this. Like, okay, Zach and Alex were kind of doing their own little destruction of property. Um, but the rest of, the rest of the squad is fighting the shield. Like, they're, they're throwing their bodies at these people. Also, is this not illegal? Like, these cops were, like, tackling them and, like, beating them up. Yeah, and we deal with uh, police brutality. Mm-hmm. You know, gotta deal with another social issue. Racial profiling with DNA. Yes. Um, during all these events. So, every time something comes up, there is um, graffiti on the door that says Monty was framed. Security cameras are getting, you know, are getting killed. They're getting killed. They're broken. Um, Principal Boland's car is set on fire. But who is doing this? Who is doing all this? That is the big question of it all. Who is trying to expose these people for what they did? Turns out, Clay Jensen himself, he's so guilty, he dis- he dissociates and just says, I'm going to do the reckless thing and just almost get myself and everybody killed exactly like none of these are conscious decisions for him it's just like dissociation like you're in autopilot you're just like doing what you're doing and then he has no memory no recollection of doing it he gets caught on the one of the security cameras of like setting principal boland's car on fire and that jogs his memory of everything else and i called this from episode one i said yeah i did too he did it. Yeah. And the thing is, they never really deal with it. They just kind of reveal he dissociates and then stops. They never say, like, okay, we're going to find out a way to tackle it. Even though his therapist says, like, find your anxiety and face it. Which I, it, when Clay was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was over here just like, I don't know what he's talking about, but okay. Same. Like, I get sometimes you have to like lean into like an emotion or a state of mind to like get through it like I get that like if you're sad about something sometimes you just like have to let yourself be sad to move Mm -hmm. forward rather than to be like I'm sad but I'm gonna pretend like I'm not like sometimes you have to deal with it in process but I don't know how you would do that with anxiety like ooh, let me face my anxiety like let me pinpoint the reason because sometimes there's not really a reason sometimes you just feel the way you feel yeah um we also forgot to mention clay's kind of getting blackmailed for like two episodes so this caller is you know calling uh clay from monty's phone 
saying like, if you tell anybody about anything, I'm going to kill you or something. Or like, it's I'm going to tell them all the evidence because I know that you killed Monty. Yeah, and it's a lot of like messed up stuff. There's blood in the bathroom. He, and you know, he's seeing like dead people. So he goes out to the football field and sees a dead, I guess, is it a dead Monty or a dead Dead Monty. It's one. Yeah, dead Monty. He tries to save him because Monty's over here like, help me. And, you know, guilty Clay. He's like, I'm going to help you. And it turns out it's the entire football team just pranking him. And that's that. Mm-hmm. I thought the entire thing of the season was going to be like, who's the caller? Because I thought they actually had. Oh, me too. I thought I was... that was going to be the main point. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then it's resolved. And then, I mean, people kind of talk about it. They're just like, you're not pranking Clay, are you? You're not messing with him. And they're like, we stopped doing that. And then that's it. And then we learn, like, later on, like, it's Clay messing with Clay. Yeah. Like, the whole senior camping trip, I thought that whole episode was ridiculous. Like, with the axe or whatever, I was so confused. And then it turned out to be him. Yeah. I was like, okay, sure. Who takes a whole group of, like, high school seniors into the woods anyway? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And let them do whatever they want. I had a senior camping trip, but it wasn't, like, with... It was not with my whole class. Like, me and a couple buds went into the woods a few days before graduation. I think I've told this story on the podcast before. It was nothing like this, you know? Nothing like that. I should also mention... These people have no authority over these kids. Jessica is over here um, being the annoying self she is for the first half of the season. But she is, like, constantly throwing the F-bomb around the principal. And, like, I get he's, like, not the best principal. And he's super rude sometimes. But she is just, like, she shows no respect to him. I can never just, like, throw swear words at, like, an authority figure. I couldn't either. And he's over here just, like, giving up, and he doesn't care. I was like, I don't get this, but okay. I don't think this is how high school works. Because I think he knows if he says something, Jessica's going to be like, F the patriarchy. You're a man. You can't tell me what to do. Which, like, a part of me is like, yeah, girl power. But then the other part of me is like, okay, calm down. Her whole character trait, basically, this season is that she's a feminist, which is a great thing, but it's... The annoying character version. Poor representation of what feminism is. Like last season, I loved Jessica. Jessica was one of my favorites last season. This season, that was her only interest. It's like how Zach's only interest was alcohol. Like there was no depth. It's like every time somebody would say something to her, it would always be like, well, you can't tell me what to do because I'm a woman and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, sweetie, let's back it up here. Let's just stop and there were some things that i okay maybe i'm just like not a good like girl power role model or maybe we're just maybe we're just sexist maybe maybe i am actually just you know pro patriarchy but she (laughs) (laughs) like there's this scene in the locker room where she's giving a speech to the football team about Mm. like consent and everything and the boys are like you know acting like little little gorilla heads and then jessica is trying to you know speak up so she can be heard and diego captain annoying is like guys guys i'm a good boy be quiet so the lady can talk and jessica's like i don't need you 
to tell them to be quiet. I don't need you to call me a lady to make me feel small. Okay, sometimes I'm like, when have we taken this too far? I get it. And it's like when people are being condescending. Because like sometimes men will talk to you and be like, okay, sweetheart, let me lay it out for you. But this truly did not feel like one of those instances. Yeah, because he was like, let's listen to the lady here. And she was like, I don't need you to call me. Like you said, I don't need you to call me a lady to diminish me. I'm like, I think he actually was trying to help, but sure. I I don't. I I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a very touch, touch and go type of topic. And maybe that just has to do with like where we grew up, the environments we grew up in, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Because sometimes it does bother me when people use those kinds of like terminology sometimes it gets on my nerves a little bit other times I'm kind of but, like whatever yeah but like when they use it in a condescending mm-hmm. you know hurtful way but he didn't in that scenario yeah I was like I think you're just turning things into things that they aren't yeah whatever um okay so I want to get to the prom episode but we kind of need to talk about Justin before we get to that, because we have literally not talked about Justin at all, and he is the big, you know, twist of it all oh, at the end of the series. So Justin is on his way to sobriety. He is, you know, he is a sober boy. He's a philosopher now. He's working the steps. He's going to the meetings. He said, I have a family. I got things to do around here. But, you know, his old mama died. And he said, I don't know about this whole sobriety thing. I, I you know, I, I'm a little depressed right now. I'm about to get into college. You know, things are falling apart for me. His mom, he found out his mom died the same day he had his college interview. Well, I also think this is a Teddy Altman and a Henry situation where should we tell Teddy Henry's dead? She has a job to do. Let's get that. I don't know. It's a whole, let's not dwell on that. I just think there was a lot of like, foreshadowing here and maybe I'm just stretching but just just hear me out so when Justin after his interview happens and he kind of like blows the interview but he ends up getting into college anyway um he obviously talks to the Jensen's Clay's mom and dad and is like you know my mom she dead and Lainey Clay's mom is like okay like let's plan a service for her like what do we want to do what are your thoughts because you know you are technically her child still it's kind of a scary moment he like blows up mm-hmm. yeah he's like we're not doing anything for her she was a junkie she doesn't have anyone who loves her no one cares about her and i think that was him projecting his feelings of himself onto his mother of like no one cares about me well i was gonna say during that scene he like specifically says you don't have to pretend to care about the dead junkie just to make yourselves feel better and like I think like you said that's him projecting because he's always talking about like I don't want to get into this college because your parents are gonna have to pay for it this is what you deserve and Clay's like we're not poor and like Justin just says like you're their son I'm just the dead I'm just the junkie your kid your parents brought in so they can feel better about themselves type of thing yeah once again it's like saviorism pretty much yeah, so prom, you know, Justin decides to go. He has a great time with Jessica. 
that I need to talk about that scene for a second. That Okay, okay. Okay, so prom, first of all, they almost didn't have prom because of the whole rioting or whatever. And that's when the kids decide we have to be honest with our parents. We have to tell them about things. So because Alex is like, Mom and Dad, I have a boyfriend. And then Charlie's like, Dad, I'm not straight. And Clay is like, Mom, Daddy, I have mental health issues. And Justin's like, like Mom, son. not Mom, not Daddy. I'm using again. It's like they're all pouring out these things. Even though the parents, they sort of know what's going on because of these apps that they have that track their kids and like text messages. They're literally reading their text messages. That's so crazy. Like, I would be so mad. If that like, was my reality, I would die. Yeah. Speaking of death. So, talk about this scene. Okay, so this scene right here. Justin almost doesn't go to prom because he is kind of going through, um, like, withdrawal symptoms at home. And Clay is like, you sure you don't want to, like, come out with us? Because I get it. Prom is really your last, like, moment of camaraderie other than graduation. Well, I should say we think it's withdrawal We think it's withdrawal. Because he's, you know, he's trying to work the steps again. And he ends up staying at home. Clay goes to the dance alone. Uh, Jessica and Ani go together. Winston girl walks power. around with it. <laughs> yeah, ladies. When Ani started singing, I said, girl, if you don't stop. <laughs> uh, Charlie and Alex go together. Oh, my God. Can I talk about them for a second? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So, Charlie gives Alex three promposals, which is so freaky cute oh my god and alex is so unappreciative he's like if i say yes can you just stop and alex is like you don't love me i thought okay i felt off about alex during this time i was like while i understand alex he just kind of felt like a brat to me at times i was like this boy charlie okay here's the deal with charlie he is younger and he is kind of like a puppy dog um because alex is his first um boyfriend and I mean, Charlie technically isn't Alex's first boyfriend because he was with Winston for 2.5 seconds. But he's like, I want you to go to prom with me. And Alex is like, you don't love me. I'm damaged. I'm messed up, et cetera, et cetera. And this is a scene that I love. Um, It's when Charlie said, you saying all that, this like self-deprecation is you well, making me feel bad. He says self-deep. He, he doesn't know how to pronounce everything. He doesn't anything. know anything. He <laughs> says like like self-depression or something. I don't know. And that's on pot cookies because that's all that boy be making. Um, He's like, you saying all this is basically you telling me that I don't have good taste. And I have impeccable taste. You mm-hmm. saying that, you saying that I shouldn't be with you is you calling me dumb. And I liked that scene because... I kind of, like, I be feeling like Alex sometimes. Like, you know, you be feeling like, I don't deserve anything good. And then when people give you good things, you're like, get away. Um, But they go to prom together, and they end up being prom kings, which is such a cute moment. Um, They profess each other's love, which I think that was a little soon, but whatever. But this... They had a first dance thing. I thought it was so cheesy. I thought that was embarrassing. I would hate to have to do that. Like, just this... Ugh, no. It looked like a wedding. The scene with Jessica and Justin had me a little bit emotional. So he rolls up late to prom, and Jessica looks over across the floor, and he's standing there. <sighs> it's like a You Belong With Me music video. Girl, but the best, the song, best part is playing in the background. It's like... Oh, was that that uh, 1975 no, song? No, that's the song well, they after. were playing. 
Oh, okay. This, I'm talking about the I, slow song. You're the coffee that I need in the morning. Oh, I didn't recognize. I didn't. But give yourself a try was on after, and I did scream when that came on. Okay. Um, I remember Justin said, like, I love you more than life. And Jessica, you know, this is really cheesy. But Jessica did say you shouldn't love anything more than life. Well, it was a it was a foreshadow, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So Justin, you know, he's not feeling well. He feels a little sweaty. He's looking a little pale. And he faints. And we think it's just a withdrawal symptom or something. Um, turns out it is not. Dr. Ellis Gray literally comes through the house. And she reveals something that I didn't, I wasn't even expecting. And she says that Justin has been diagnosed with HIV that most likely has progressed to AIDS because of his work, mm-hmm. his sex work, and his drug use when he was homeless. And I was, I that was like the last thing I was expecting. Exactly. I thought he was just like, it was just the drugs. He was, it, like his past just caught up to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally did. And then like his meningitis past. as well, I think. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's the AIDS has... It's like affecting his brain and his lungs. He yeah, can't he has pneumonia. He has pneumonia. Like nothing is rough. fighting it. He did, and he was like shaking like crazy. I mean, his body couldn't handle any of that anymore. And so, like episode ten, you know, everybody goes to see Justin, and you know, I, I thought this was so heartbreaking because Clay was like trying to be the little positive boy. He was like, he's gonna get better, right? I mean, Justin can't die. Justin can't die, right? And, you know, Dr. Gray, she, you know, she likes to give the straight, the facts straight out. And she was like, you know, sweetheart, this boy ain't gonna get any better. You know, that thing is breathing for him. He gets off that thing. It's just a matter of time. It was so sad because Clay, he runs out. He goes to the police station out of all places. He says he has a gun I mean, we have this entire scene where Officer Standall, I think, no, it was Officer that other Diaz. Yeah, he tries to talk Clay out of it, and he realizes that Clay doesn't have a gun. And I think that's the breaking point for everybody else around him. That's basically saying like Clay, there's something wrong with Clay. Mm-hmm. And no one was ever worried about Clay, and Clay was never worried about himself because he was too busy worried about everyone else. And then, like, Zach is sitting outside of the hospital because he can't go in because he watched his dad die in that hospital. Charlie's like, we brought my mom home from this hospital so she could die at home. And it's this whole moment. And the two, like, I got a little, like, misty in episode 10. Um, The moment with uh, Jessica and Justin, like, their last little, like, conversation was heartbreaking. Because Mm -hmm. out of anyone... Like, I know I said earlier, I don't think any of these high school kids know what love is. I I will say, I think Jessica and Justin did. Yeah, they did. Because they went through everything together. And they um, fell apart and came back together time and time and time again. Yeah, and then Clay and Justin have their moments where they... T- when they were telling each other they love each other, I was like... I, I was emotional. To, I, I was crying, I swear. And... And then when he dies, I was just like, I can't watch this anymore. It was so heartbreaking. When he said, can you hold my hand? I, and then, like, Clay, oh. like, kisses the back of his hand. I was like, I oh, know. my God. 
I'm like getting emotional. I'm getting now. emotional it's... thinking about it because Justin was one of my like, even though he was so problematic, and during a lot of this season, I was very annoyed because he got so like preachy and philosophical time and time again. He was one of my favorites, like through the whole series. Yeah. Oh, it was so sad, and so. But, like, after that, that happens at the beginning of episode 10. The episode just dragged after that. Mm-hmm. We get to graduation. We have to hear all these speeches. And I'm like, okay, we get it. People are dead. We got to remember the dead. But one thing that did happen, and I was wondering when this was going to be brought up. So, Mrs. Baker sends oh, Clay God. the tapes back. And I, th- <laughs> I hated this moment because, honestly... I said this to you, this season feels so not 13 versus Why. It feels like it doesn't belong to the series as a whole. Because mm-hmm. the series as a whole deals with Hannah Baker. And I think when you deal with Hannah Baker, you also got to deal with Bryce Walker. Because he was mainly the reason why she did what she did to herself. And But this season really didn't have anything to do with that. It was mostly about Monty. So it was about Monty, but at the same time, it wasn't like that whole yeah. thought point. Like it was relevant for like two or three episodes, and then it fell to the back burner. Yeah, well, Hannah's barely brought up this season, but and like even though we hate, like Hannah had her problems, she was the reason behind the show, and the reason all these people are, are friends with each other. Yeah. So when Mrs. Baker sent the tapes back. I mean, I understand why she did because it was supposed to be a reflection that the whole reason everything happens because of Hannah. It was also just like this show kind of just saying like, wait, we forgot about Hannah. Maybe we should just bring her back and just remind the audience what this is all about. And then like, I thought they were going to talk about Hannah. Like I, I kind of wanted them to really talk about Hannah in, in the graduation speech. Like, I didn't, because I'm like, she had two whole seasons devoted to her, and Clay, he briefly mentioned, you know, I lost three people that I love, um, Jeff, who is, like, his friend the first season, Hannah, and now Justin, and then he lost two people that he thought he hated, Bryce and Monty, um, and, like, they did do one little ghost Hannah moment, which is just old footage, you can tell, like, where she's sitting across the gym, um, but he gets pulled out of that little fantasy by some new girl he's about to go to college with. I thought this, her being there was so not necessary. Because it just feels like everything was unresolved. Because Clay's whole problem is that he falls in love too quickly and he gets his heart broken and then he goes crazy. That's his old deal. And um, this the, the whole thing that I was bugged with the most happens towards the end of the episode. So everybody goes and buries the tapes because they say, you know, this needs to stay behind us. But the person who was there, the two people who were there that I felt like just should not have been there because of the fact they were not there in season one or season two, Ani and Charlie, and mostly Ani. I felt like it was so odd that they were there in the first place because it didn't feel like they belonged. I think the people who should have been there were the people who were on the tapes to begin with. With the exclusion of Bryce, because he's dead. Even though Bryce was technically there. When I meant, like, the people who, I guess, were alive. Well, I have two little um, categories of characters on our Google Doc here that I'm looking at. We have why are y'all here and where y'all at. 
So, under Why Are Y'all Here is Courtney and Ryan. So, if you don't remember, Courtney um, and Ryan, I think the last time they made an appearance was season two when all the trial stuff was going on. Courtney was the girl who kissed Hannah and was like, I'm not a lesbian, ah! And then um, Ryan was, you got moxie, kid. I published your poem. Yeah, and that earned him a spot on the tapes because she he published a poem. But they came back and they had to have been graduated for like two years at this point. But wh- who we didn't get back, the where y'all at category, is Marcus and Sherry. I'm like, you brought back Courtney and Ron. If you're going to bring people back, bring everybody back. Yeah. I guess Charlie and Ani were their replacements. I just thought that was so bizarre and like I don't know. Did we talk about this earlier? Like Jessica's conversation with Bryce. Um, I don't remember. We I talked, think about, talked it. about it before. Okay, you want to talk about it? Um, kinda. So when they're having the little tape burial, because you know Hannah's mom split the tapes between Tony and Clay to do with whatever they wanted. It didn't look like all the tapes were in there. Am I crazy? It didn't look like they were all in there. But. Jessica sees Bryce off in the distance and goes up to him and is like, why are you here? And Bryce is like, well, you know, like, I'm on the tapes. I'm the reason all this stuff happened, too. And Jessica, she stands up and is like, you had your day. Like, you had your moment. Last season was devoted to you. Yeah. Leave. And I even said to you, I'm so glad they didn't stick with the whole, I forgive you, I'm the bigger person type of thing. Because he did not deserve forgiveness. I don't think Jessica ever forgave him. Yeah. I think she got closure. I think, like, I'm just glad it was, like, a move, like, she moved forward. Because, like, forgiveness is not the only way to move forward with things. Exactly. Yeah. But, again, I will always be mad that Ani, like, mostly Ani was there. Because Ani just, like, put herself in there. And, like, she will never understand what the group went through with Hannah. Exactly. That was just a whole thing. It felt awkward with her being there. But, you know, I'm not the writer, so what do I know? It's like last season she kept trying to bring up Hannah and the tapes and stuff. And I'm like, the only connection you have at all to this is your little, like, sex rendezvous with Bryce. That's it. Yeah. But I do like the ending of the series with Tony and Clay. Because we kind of forget this season... And a lot of seasons that Tony and Clay were, like, best friends. Mm -hmm. They were each other's ride or die. They would always hang out in Tony's car. They listened to the tapes. Tony was the one who had the tapes to begin with. And they just ride off to, I guess, uh, it's a university in Nevada. Mm -hmm. Where Tony got a scholarship. Tony got a scholarship. We didn't talk about Tony in the podcast, but really there's not much to talk about Um, (laughs) with Tony. They didn't really deal with any of the issues with Tony's family from last season, which I thought was kind of odd. They kind of dealt with the fact that Tony can't afford, like, another strike with, like, the police, with the law. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a wrestler, not a wrestler, he's a boxer. He got a scholarship on a box, like, he got a boxing scholarship. They dealt with, like, he didn't want to take it because his parents, like, built the garage up, you know, that was... Like, he thought that was his dad's, like, baby. And his dad was like, that was not my dream. That was, my dream is to see you living your dream, whatever that dream is. A lot of the parental moments this season were very sweet. 
Like, Clay talking about his dad to his therapist, he's like, I have this memory of having a fever and my dad being there and just feeling safe. Or, like, the moment with Alex and his dad. I'm, ooh. These, like, Mm -hmm. these little things really get to me because I just think, especially with, I'm not saying any of the parents in this show are, like, horrible, but, like, especially if you come from, like, a home where, like, I don't know how to put this into words. Like, if you have a decent home life, right, but, like, not everyone has parents who give like affirmations regularly so like when I hear that kind of stuff I'm like oh mm-hmm. um but Alex's dad is like you have my love and you always will and you don't have to do anything to earn that and I was like dang I That's said cute. I'm crying in the club yeah but um the end of the series deal it's just a quiet ride with Tony driving and Clay in the passenger seat it's kind of like you know it's where they all started but they're they're going on a new adventure. And they all vow to, you know, stay friends. And if you ever need anything, just text Gordon Lightfoot in the in the chat. And they never will, because let's be honest, they will never they will always remember each other, but they will never stay friends. I think maybe some of them might, but like the that whole group will never be the same. I feel like and this is kinda of sad, I feel like Tyler is the one that really wants to be friends with all of them forever and it just won't end up that way. I don't think... I think I said this last time we did a 13 Reasons podcast. I said, I don't really think anyone... Is, I think Clay genuinely cares about Tyler. But I yeah. think, like, Tony and everyone else, they kind of see Tyler as an obligation more than a friend. Yeah. Um, I think the people who will end up being... I feel like Ani would not be friends with anybody. <laughs> Jessica, I don't think Jessica will stick around for any... I feel like she wouldn't. Maybe Clay, just, like, to check in on him. But they weren't really friends. I could see Jessica and Ani being friends short-term. Like, maybe, like, until freshman year of college and then they don't talk anymore. Tony and Clay will be friends forever. They will yeah, never not be friends. I feel like they're friends, but they might not talk to each other for months. But once they see each other again, it's, like, picked up where it left off. Alex... I don't know. He's dating a high schooler now. He's like, I have to come to all the games. (laughs) All of them. That's me. Yeah. Um. Who else are we missing? Zach. I feel like Zach and Alex. I think they'll stay friends. Yeah, they'll stay friends. Alex and Jessica, even though they've had like falling outs and stuff, I honestly think they'll still check in with each other. I forget that they. Like, they were friends with Hannah, and they, that whole thing. I really want to rewatch season one for that reason. I was going to bring that up, like, can we do that soon? Yeah, sometimes I forget, like, what was the reason they were on the tapes? I forget. Uh, Jessica, it was because... I can't It had something to do with Alex. I I know, like, Alex, it was like, you stole my best friend Jessica away from me. I don't know. That's what. That's why I want to watch it. And Clay was on there twice, which Hannah did. Clay dirty. I'm sorry. He she like freaked him out. She gave him all this trouble. Justin was on there twice too. Yeah, because Justin. Okay, Justin was there because of that picture he sent around. Mm-hmm. And, and then the he second didn't time, stop Bryce. Mm-hmm. Ooh. We said we were gonna do superlatives and where these people are gonna end up. We kind of did where they were gonna end up. Yeah, we kind of did. 
superlative. Zach is, I feel like Zach is like the most heartbreaking one because he's still staying there. He's the high school football coach. He ruined his senior year. Oh, Zach. But he, he can, he's going to college though too, so that's... That's true. Well, it's been a ride with 13 Reasons Why. We're gonna, we're gonna do season one. I kind of wish we did season one so it would be like, feel like wrapped up now, but you know, was. So I'm gonna give it a I'm going to give it like a 4.5 out of 10 um, um, drills. You know, just be fun. I'm going to give it... I'll probably give it like five lines of coke in the bathroom at prom out of 10. Okay. Um, Okay, so ranking it all the seasons. Should we actually do that when we do season one, though? Because I kind of want to rewatch. Okay. Like, I don't... Maybe we'll save that. Maybe... Yeah. Okay, this is just a proposition. Not that any of you listening have a say. Um, we're going to do whatever we want anyway. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about doing season one for episode 100. Because it's right around the corner. We don't, we're like... After this episode, I think it's nine episodes away. So, maybe that'll be our episode 100. Yeah. Our triple I mean... digit. It is a, a 13 Reasons Why is a CND classic. It is. Episode yeah. 5 was the first uh, time we ever did it. So I long ago. Crazy. And this is episode 91. Think about that. Dang. We've come a long ways, guys. It's it's sad to see 13 Reasons Why. And I know everybody, everybody's going to hate it. I feel like people are just too worked up over this show. I think a lot of people that talk crap on it haven't even watched it. Or they've only seen season one like because one girl i was listening to someone's podcast or youtube video or something and she was talking smack on 13 reasons and i'm like you know you can say whatever you want you're allowed to have an opinion but she was like i've never even seen the show but blah 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 i'm like if you've never seen it you don't get to have an opinion i know because i remember back in the day when i first watched it i thought it was extremely problematic i was like i hate this show and then i kind of came to a realization you know it's a guilty pleasure show it's a tv show it's easy to watch and I think if you feel like you can handle it, if you, I don't know, if you feel like you can handle it, why not just like, and you like it, just, a, just it's okay. It's a TV show at the end of the day, you know? Exactly. I don't know. I Like, I don't want to be problematic in that sense, but. We're like, not just saying don't... that it's a perfect show. It's no. not. I don't know. Especially, I think, when we do season one, I think that's probably the most controversial season that there is. Yeah. Um, and then everyone just I mean, gets season mad that the show continued. Se- season two is pr- pretty problematic as well. Mm-hmm. I just think season one is just known for being the wildest because it's like, you know, romanticizing depression and suicide. Uh, and then, like, them choosing to show the act of suicide which i think they removed that scene they did but when i I saw it it was still there i will say we're ogs over here i will say when i first saw that i i didn't like it i thought it was there's something about that That area and just made me um feel very ill yeah because i you know i've seen like violent movies and tv shows but something about that it's so like i think they were right to take it out to be, I, th- I think they took too long to take it out. I could see how that would be, like, 
triggering and like yeah. spark ideas for other people. Um, and it was very like raw and honestly for a scene like that it was pretty um to me anyway, felt like realistic. Like you can I mean, it definitely sense was. her hopelessness and like her mom running in and finding her like that, terrifying. Hmm. Yeah. Man. I mean, thank goodness it's not there when when we're gonna rewatch it, because I don't think I could watch it again. But um, you know, what a ride this series has been. A crazy one indeed. Um, I don't think we'll ever we're ever gonna find a show quite like this. No. The society cannot be this for us. It, it cannot. Oh, but should we take a quizzy wizzy? We should. We are taking a quiz called This quiz will reveal the exact year you graduate high school. As we go we remember. On, we remember. I don't know either. I don't know that. Uh, by Christopher Hudspeth and Farrah Penn. They needed two people to make this quiz. Wow. What a killer Pick collab. a graduation song. Time of Your Life by Green Day. Friends Forever by Vitamin C. See You Again by Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Poop. That song? <laughs> End of the Road by Voice to Men. Young, Dumb, and Broke by Khalid. Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. I got a it's feeling. It's not a graduation song. I guess I could see it. I feel like that's more of the yeah. after party type of song. Um, Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Honestly, I could see it. Uh, what about your friends by TLC? What about them is all I have to say. We Are Young by Fun or Congratulations. Dang, hitting those notes. By Post Malone. Um, Bars. So, I think, okay, I'm going to be honest. So, I think See You Again came out, like, the year I graduated. Because I remember that song, like, going around as graduation songs. And I was like, I don't think that's um, what the song's really about. You know, I think it was a tribute to, uh, what's, uh, Paul Walker? Is that his name? I yes, suppose. it is not about graduation, but you know, I guess you don't need context in this sense. Um, let's see. You know, I love Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson, but that reminds me of the scene from The Princess Diaries. Um, agree. You know, just because it came out the year I graduated, I'm just gonna say "See You Again" by Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. Um, okay, so my ideal song selection is not on here, and that would be High School Musical at the end of High School Musical 3 <laughs> senior year, uh, but I will choose Unwritten by Miss Natasha Bedingfield because that song, when it comes on, you can't help but sing. Mm. Pick a form of communication you use in high school. Facebook, Snapchat, AIM, a beeper. Okay, ICQ, Twitter, passing notes, AOL chat rooms, kick, MySpace, a telephone, or Friendster. What's Friendster? I don't know what that is. Uh, 
I've never heard of that. I know Kick was a thing like my freshman year, but I'm gonna go with Snapchat because I think yeah. it became a thing either like my freshman or sophomore year of high school. It was pretty relevant. Snapchat was the um only one used out of all of these. I don't know why. It's weird. They didn't even put like text messages or anything. But we do have good old classic passing notes. Yes. Uh, pick a movie to watch with your friends. American Pie. Captain America, Civil War. I don't know why I had to say it like that. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> mean Girls. The Dark Knight. Spider-Man. Make sure to listen to that podcast. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Independence Day. Toy Story 3. Titanic. Get Out or Sin City. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm guessing from like when I was in high school, what would me and my friends watch? We, like, never, we rarely watched movies for some reason, and we wouldn't watch anything like these. Same. But for some reason, Toy Story 3 is just, I I don't know why it's the only thing, like, sticking out to me out of all these. I feel like just none of these I would watch with them. We didn't watch movies as a group. Like, whenever we did, it would be, like, some, like, horror movie or whatever. But people would always be talking during the whole thing. So I would never pick a movie that I actually wanted to see. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if I'm going to follow that horror trend, I guess I'll go with Get Out. But I don't think we would have watched that together. No. We wouldn't watch good movies. (laughs) Mm -mm. Pick a person who is your style icon in high school. Ooh. Haley Williams. And that's on Manifanic. Uh, Rihanna... Could it be me? I don't have the budget. Mary-Kate Nashley Olsen. Jay-Z. Is he a fashion icon for anyone? Jennifer Lopez. Kylie Jenner. Justin Timberlake, a.k.a. Um, Sean Parker. Pharrell. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Emma Watson. Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, also known as Kate. Or Zac Efron. I did it. I'm Zac Efron. I'm sorry. Every time I say his name... Okay, I used to say when I was a kid it was Zac Afron, but it's Efron, and whenever I say them together, Zac comes out as Zek, and I don't know why. Zek Afron. (laughs) Um, okay, so Acacia Brindley is not on here. I mean, yeah. Orion Carlotto is not on here. Um, I literally, I don't know. I I know people... Um, saw Kylie as an icon. This was back in her, like, you know, kind of goth, goth age. This was back when, like, her and Kendall had that collection at PacSun. Yes. Um, but, like, I didn't, I didn't look up to any of these people as a style icon. I didn't either. But I'm gonna go with Emma Watson, because, you know... I feel like she's very sophisticated in her looks, but not, like, as sophisticated as Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge. In high school, I definitely was not geared towards, like, sophistication. Like, I I dressed like the floor of a Forever 21. So, um, I'm gonna, you know what? Even though I never had the body, the money, the resources, or anything to do it, I will go with Kylie because I feel like okay. she's representative of Tumblr, and that's all I wanted to be. That's true. Choose the years you remember most fondly. 1997 to 1998. You know, the second I popped out the womb. I think about it. 
99 to 2000, 2001 to 2002, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 2013 to 2014, I look back on very fondly. I was going to say 2013, 2014. I was talking about this to you yesterday. It's the YouTube, like, Tumblr age Mm -hmm. for me. That and just, like, 2014 culture I miss so much. Like, sometimes I wish I could just go back to it for, like, a week. I think about pastel colors with flower crowns. Grunge. you know. The grunge. I think about, like... I don't know why. This is, like, such an image. So, um, this it's, like, a Pinterest picture or, like, a Tumblr picture with these girls with, like, really skinny legs. And they've got, like, knee-high socks or, like, thigh-high mm-hmm. socks and, like, those big Doc Martens. I think about that. That's what I wanted to be, but I didn't have Doc Martens or skinny legs. And I still don't. Oh, they also wore skater skirts. Dude. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a visceral... Revlon black cherry lipstick. Yes. yes. Take me back. Oh, my heart. Pick a TV show to watch after school. TRL. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Pretty Little Liars. Beverly Hills 90210. And that's the old one, not the reboot. Um, Degrassi, The Next Generation. A classic. Laguna Beach. Gossip Girl. Teen Wolf or The O.C.? Teen Wolf was my jam, like, sophomore year. So, everybody knows, I think I've said, I've, this is not my genre. This was never my genre of TV shows. Um, I've never seen any of these shows. Except for, like, two episodes of Gossip Girl. Um, but, I feel like Degrassi is, like, the closest I can get. No, not Degrassi. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna pick... Um, a free form, or as it was known, ABC Family back in my day. I'm gonna pick Pretty Little Liars because I feel like that's the closest to like Switched at Birth and mm-hmm. The Fosters and stuff like that. I definitely watched Pretty Little Liars, but I don't think I watched it until like kind of late in the game. Like when everyone was watching it, like I wasn't. And then Degrassi, while I love Degrassi still to this day because it's just so ridiculous. Um. I didn't consistently watch it, but Teen Wolf, I would watch, like, every week, like, when the new episode came out. I feel like I didn't watch that much TV in high school. I watched The Walking Dead, and then I would watch Secret Life of American Teenager, which is also an ABC family. Um, I don't think I got into, like, The Flash until I was in college. So, yeah, I didn't watch that much TV. Oh, but my graduation date is so off. Mine is as well. What did you get? I got 2018. Wow. You're two years... You graduated in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I got uh, 2012. Whoa. So, I'm pretty off. That Not was the older. year I was, a, like, a freshman. <laughs> so, I should be 26 right now. <laughs> Wow. Um, I was in eighth grade, I think. Yeah, eighth grade. That's, That's crazy. I mean, I graduated from middle school, even though we didn't do um, middle school graduation. We didn't either. I always found that confusing in TV shows when they did that. And then they did kindergarten graduation. Like, I never did that either. I know, I think two of the schools in my district, like the two of them were like K through eight. Whereas, like, me, I mm-hmm. moved around, like, every two years. 
but they had graduation and I guess it made sense because like they all had gone to school together for so long whereas like me it was like k through four five and six were at one school seven and eight were at one school wow I just you know I just had a high school graduation and I think I had like a preschool one but I don't remember that I just remember we did like a picture slideshow and they gave out awards but it wasn't like a it wasn't a graduation yeah I mean you really can't do a graduate like much of a graduation with like four-year-olds so in fourth grade we did a luau wow a luau Mm -hmm. um okay should we do the outro we should oh I'm sorry I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll. Check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us. CourageDollPodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye. Bye.